This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, probably a good 95% of the time, sports talk radio is about looking to the future, predicting what's going to happen, looking at schedule releases, debating coaching hires or possible ones, new ADs. But sometime we have to look back. And I told you 20 years ago, today – was when the Saints traded away eight draft picks to select Ricky Williams at number five overall in that 1999 NFL draft. We were on the air when it happened here on WWL. It was Buddy D, and it was Mike Dettelier. They were on the air together when that broke, and I wrote about it yesterday, and then Mike and I were texting back and forth a little bit, and and I asked him to come on and share that story with us, and, and he's on with us now. And, Mike, I know you're doing double duty tonight. You had an hour on Sports Talk. I, I really appreciate you coming on. And, and take us back to that moment, Mike, one of the more surreal moments, frankly, in, in the modern era of the NFL. What was it like? Well, first things first, uh, we knew about it. We sort of knew on the Monday leading – because at that time the draft was Saturday and Sunday – and Terry O'Neill, who at that time was the Saints uh, salary cap guy, also one of the team executives, uh, we had lunch, Buddy and I had lunch with him uh, at Deanie's in Bucktown. <laughs> uh, and so he's telling us, hey, listen, uh, all this stuff about Mike trading an entire draft for Ricky Williams is accurate. And he said, you know, now we've got to the point where they didn't have a second-round pick that year. They had traded for Eddie Kinnison. And he said, we're going to throw in the second-round pick next year. And he said, we're in dangerous territory here, guys, if this continues. As the week went along, uh, almost every day, you got an email from, from Terry saying, they've upped the ante. They've upped the ante. And then on Thursday, he calls me and says, listen, we've really upped the ante. But he said, but it gives a crazy part. No one has accepted the offer. We've went to Philly. We've went to Cincinnati. We've went to the Redskins. And, and we've been turned down every time. And he said, you know, the shocking part is not what we're willing to give up, which is outrageous, but the fact that no one's willing to take it. Um, he, but he wasn't a Charlie Castle guy. Um, <laughs> I gathered that real quickly. And he said, listen, the only team that has really had any sort of interest has been the Redskins, but he said Casserly has no clout in this. Uh, the Redskins had been sold earlier that year, and he said Charlie's just waiting to get fired. I don't think he's got any stroke that he can pull this deal off without getting other people involved. So as we get closer to draft day, uh, you know, I know the Saturday morning he told me, listen, we've got to the point where I, I, I can't believe this. We're willing to throw in an entire draft and also a one and a three. And they still have had no bites on the apple. He said, the Red, we are talking to the Redskins, but he said every time we talk to him, Casserly says, well, I got to think about it. He thought, Mike Ditka thought that Casserly 
was playing poker with him. Actually, Casale had no stroke yet to go back to the owners and say, what are we going to do? This is what's being offered. It was shocking of what they gave up. But Terry had actually kind of set up the scenario uh, of what would happen uh, literally five days ahead of time for us. But it was the reaction of the crowd, Seth. Uh, I mean, it was like you had just told them that – they had all been winners of the Powerball. I mean, that place went – we were doing it at the Saints facilities. That place went crazy in there. And we could see people turning off of Airline Highway, coming in and parking just to party because they had picked Ricky Williams. And that Ricky, Ricky, Ricky chant, I mean, it was deafening. And, you know, in all my time in doing this, and it's over 25 years with WWL, I've never seen a crowd reaction to that. It, not with Reggie Bush. Uh, I saw the, the other part of it when they didn't pick Eddie George. Uh, we cleared out a, a, a bar room, that, a bar that night. I mean, completely cleared it out that afternoon after they passed on Eddie. But the play, pace went nuts, absolutely nuts. Uh, and um, the best part about it was watching – because Mike Ditka had a deal that every draft, when he'd make that pick, he would come on stage and talk about it. Uh, if it was the first or the second round pick, Mike was good with that and doing it. Uh, we were up on a high stage, and Mike, with his hip issues, could not get up on the stage. They had to have a couple of us, including myself, actually help him on to the stage to get on with us. And Ditka threw his hands up in the air, almost like a politician who had just won, and the place went berserk <laughs> again. I mean, it, I mean, it was really loud. Then the Ditka chants started going up. Seth, it was unbelievable uh, to hear it. And so Mike throws his hands up, and I mean, almost uh, in the victory sign, almost like Nixon with the V victory sign. He sits down next to me, and before he puts the headsets on, he turns to me and he says, Detelier. He said, I think this is how Julius Caesar got started. And he went on and on about how much he wanted Ricky and everything. And, that, and I really think Mike thought that Ricky would be his version of Walter Payton. And I think in his heart, he really felt that this football team needed a star and needed somebody to rally around. And he thought Ricky was that guy. Uh, now, he miscalculated, and Ricky was a good NFL player, but he was certainly not Walter Payton and what his impact was uh, for one football team. But uh, we, you know, we finish, and, and, and I mean, again, the crowd is in an uproar now uh, with Ditka, and so he finishes his deal, and he takes his headsets off, and uh, I have a relative of mine that used to play golf with Mike, uh, and Mike leans to me and he says, hey, I'm going to play golf with Uncle Harvey. <laughs> and that was it. Now, listen, Seth, here we got – now, Buddy and I, we got to do two days of draft coverage. We don't have a draft choice. All we got is Ricky. Nothing else. So we got an entire day the Sunday um, with no pick at all. But um, Master P, uh, Percy got Ricky to come down. And I'm telling you, we must have had a crowd, I'm going to say, of four to 5,000 people there uh, for Ricky. And that was Rick, the first time Ricky had hit uh, the city of New Orleans 
uh, as a New Orleans state. And, and that was even crazier. I mean, people were really revved up about it. As much as people scream and holler today about it, about how outrageous it was, and, the, and it was unbelievable, the bounty that was out there. The two things that stick in my mind was the reaction of everybody of, hey, we got Ricky Williams. And, and you know, at that time, Ricky was an unbelievable talent in what we had seen at University of Texas. And, but secondly was that I know Terry really fl- hung the flag out on this, that, Mike, this is not a running back's world anymore. we got to shore up the quarterback position. We can't keep playing with the Billy Joes of the world. Here's the crazy part. Had the Saints not made that move and had people turned it down, which is even shocking today that somebody would have turned that deal down, the Saints would have picked Cade McNown the quarterback left-hander from UCLA, who was a quick kind of two and three and done in the NFL. But that's who Mike liked. He had saw him play in a couple games and really kind of fell in love with him. But Seth, you had to be there to see it. I mean, it was an unbelievable situation to see the reaction. Now, 20 years later, I see some things some of the people had said, that wasn't their reaction back then. <laughs> no, it wasn't, it wasn't close. It, it, everybody kind of re, likes to rewrite history. But Ro Brown, and I'll never forget this, Ro is working at Channel 6. And before we start the program, Ro walked up to me, and I whispered to him, hey, the Saints might be trading up for Ricky Williams. And he said, what are they getting? And I said, Ro, you're not going to believe it. And so he said, listen, if there's a deal, I'm coming to get you, and we're going to get this on camera. So we go to break after everything is said and done. And Rose sticks the mic out to me, and he said, listen, before you answer, did you break it to this crowd of what they had to give up to get Ricky? And I said, yeah, we, we did. And, and he was like, Mike, you know, the Redskins, they, they picked their pockets clean. I was like, I get it. The best part about it was we find out a little bit later the Saints were even willing to throw in a first-round pick in in 2002 for Ricky Williams had the Redskins rejected the deal. That's just it's an it's incredible. Talking to Mike to tell you we're turning the clock back 20 years to the day the Saints sent eight picks away to draft Ricky Williams. Uh, what was Buddy D's reaction? You know the the cynic, the skeptic that he was uh, was was he cheering? Was he on board on this too? I think initially he was excited that they had a superstar player, but the reality set in after the euphoria kind of died down. Man, uh, how are they going to get this team better without draft picks? Uh, you know, and and so I think it came into play here. And and while Buddy knew that Ricky was a really good player, uh, actually Hokey had told us, listen, he said, I, you know, I, I talked to Ricky. He's a strange bird. You know, that was just Hokey's deer. He's a strange bird. Yeah, sounds guys. like Hoke, yeah. Uh, he said, I'm just telling you, he's a strange bird. He said, I don't know how this is all going to work out. And so once we started to pick up all this and then the reality set in that, my goodness, you've given up a ton of picks here for a team that, that did not have the quarterback situation straightened out. And, and, and that was Terry's deal about get the quarterback situation straightened out, and then we get the star running. What, what I think set everything off was 
in the days leading up into the draft, the Colts were trying to trade Marshall Falk, a New Orleanian, with a New Orleans-based lawyer in Rocky Arsenal as his agent. And Ditka didn't want to have anything to do with it. And the Colts dealt Marshall off to the Rams for a second and a fifth round pick. And I don't forget Rick Venturi telling me uh, later about it. He was like, Mike, not only did we turn it down, now we got to play this guy twice a year. <laughs> they were in the same, you know, same difference back then. So he was like, now we got to play this guy twice a year. And we could have gotten him for a two and a five. And you say, well, they didn't have a second, but you could have maneuvered around that. And, and Marshall would just turned out to be one of the great players in the NFL and, and a huge part of that greatest show on turf and a New Orleanian. And yet you, Mike had, didn't want anything to do with it. And later on, Mike told me this story. I asked him, what separated Ricky from Edgerton James? And he said, Mike, you know, he said, I'm a good judge of character and I'm a good judge of, uh, of people. And he said, man, I look Ricky in the eye, man. He shook my hand real hard. And he said, man, we had a great conversation. He said, I met up with Edgerton James and he said, you know, his handshake, you know, was just kind of clapping hands and that sort of thing. He said, you know, he didn't give me that hard handshake. We didn't connect. And he said, man, that, that pulled it away from Ricky. Now you look at both careers. Uh, Edgerton James is probably going to end up in the NFL Hall of Fame one day. Uh, for what he did, and uh, but th- but that was Mike, you know, uh, of that one-on-one, that hard handshake, look you in the eyes. Uh, I'm gonna tell you about this and that, and I think Mike just felt Ricky was Walter Payton part two, and that that just didn't happen, and he didn't feel very strong about Edison James at all. Uh, In fact, in one of the press conferences leading up into the draft, he said, why should I want James? I got Troy Davis on this team, who's similar. (laughs) That was a miscalculation there, huh? Yeah, just a tiny one. (laughs) Just a tiny one. Uh, Mike Dettelier, uh, uh, bringing us back 20 years. Mike, it's an incredible story, and you did a great job of telling us that story. I really appreciate it. I know our audience does. uh, Again, man, hopefully no more moments like that. (laughs) <laughs> in the Saints near future. Listen, that, sure. that one's unique. Uh, that that one, because I get asked about it all the time about draft stories, and, and that certainly sticks out. Uh, the Reggie Bush one also certainly was there and right after Katrina. But, but, but this one here for excitement, I've never seen. And you hear stories. Uh, I had a, a, a Catholic priest tell me that – they're doing stuff for First Communion with a group. And he's wanting to, because he's a huge Saints fan, he's wanting to hear what's going on. He's listening. He's got an earpiece uh, in, in his ear, listening to WWL 870, while he's instructing the kids what to do for First Communion. And when he hears the, Ricky, that, the trade for Ricky Williams, and it's the first time uh, I'm driving back home and I hear myself on ESPN radio because my deal is that seals the deal. As soon as... The Colts picked Edridge and James. I knew that was it. The Saints were going to do it. And I said, that seals the deal. Ricky Williams would be a member of the New Orleans Saints. I actually heard myself say it on ESPN radio while I was driving back. This priest was so excited about the fact he had got Ricky Williams. But we heard hundreds of those type stories about people's reaction uh, to getting Ricky at that moment. 
Wow. Faith, family, and football in some order there. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt about it. Mike, uh, this was fantastic, man. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. All right. Appreciate it, bud. All right. Mike Dettelier taking us back there. At Mike Dettelier on Twitter, NFL and college football analyst for WWL and host of the Second Guest Show. That was incredible. I kind of got goosebumps just listening to that story. 20 years ago, eight picks the Saints sent away for Ricky Williams. Certainly a moment that will live now in infamy in Saints lore. We'll take a break. When we come back, Tony in Australia is going to join us, get his thoughts on the Saints schedule when we come back here on The Last Lap. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.